Welcome to Kick-Ons, the pop culture after-party for people who need just a little bit more. We're two friends, Jason and Steph, and we aren't ready to sleep on all things pop culture. Welcome to Kick-Ons, because the party's not over. The night is young, no we're not done. Party back at ours, everybody's welcome to the kick-ons. You're welcome. Welcome to Kick-ons, the pop culture after-party for people who want just a little more. Hello, Jason. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Steve. How are you? Oh, it is... I've never felt more like a professional podcaster than I do at this very second. Right. We are in separate rooms in the same house. And Jason, would you like to tell the listeners why we're doing this? We're doing this because Steph is pedantic. Yeah, well, (laughs) (laughs) there's nothing wrong with being a perfectionist. No, but the- so we are um, we're recording from separate rooms in the same house over um, Squadcast, which is like a Zoom type thing that we record our podcasts on. Yes, because this year, yes, all of our podcasts from March will be recorded this way because we are breaking up. <laughs> <laughs> We're following in our parents' footsteps and we're getting a divorce. Yeah. They must be so proud. I think we're more doing long distance. Yeah, true. And they're not all going to be separate. Like, there will be times where we'll be together. Join together because for the kids. We need to stay together for the kids. Yeah, absolutely. So I am moving up to Auckland um, Tamaki Makoto. Tamaki Makoto and to pursue the dream of um, being a Virgo Sun pop star rising. Yes. And Steph is staying put. As much as the Aucklanders in our lives have tried to convince me, I'm not quite there yet. I'm not ruling it out. But I am staying to hold down the fort in... Atata Wellington. So we're basically just like spreading our seed across the North Island. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, what's an hour flight these days? Like $55. It's We're going to be all bi-coastal, I guess, which isn't really, but if you think about it in terms of LA and New York, that's how I'm choosing to think about it. Yeah. But for the listeners out there... Nothing is going to change. We will still be coming at you every week. We will still be discussing the goings on of pop culture. We will be giving you the hottest songs to listen to, the best shows to watch, and we will be finding out what Steph's opening line for Bumble turned out to be. And also, you'll be catching up with us. Like, There's going to be so much. There's going to be so, such different content when we're not kind of living the exact, well, similar lives, you know? Yeah. New friends, new flatties. So, I mean, we're just opening ourselves up to more content, which is the dream, really, isn't it? Yeah. And please stick with us because we've really enjoyed the ride so far and we are nervous and excited to see um, how it continues. I really didn't think we'd be in separate rooms while we were announcing this (laughs) (laughs) i guess i just really wanted to make sure it i know how to do it because i don't do any of the tech stuff no but you're doing a great job sweetie thank you so much well i thought i would give you a bumble update because i know everyone will be dying to hear what's been happening yeah, um, I actually did get a message from our upstairs neighbour, Jess. Hello, if you're listening. <laughs> she is dying to know. Really? The Bumble update. Yeah. Well, I've actually been holding something back from you for five days because I had to tell you on the microphone. Oh so my God. I'll tell you that in a second. Basically, there's not really any updates 
except I think I got ghosted. But <gasps> I know. I'm a bit gutted because he was really cute and really nice. And he was playing Wordle. And I don't know. I just like, I'm kind of at the point where I'm like, haven't heard from him since the weekend. Yeah. Do I send like a, so how was it? About like what he was up to that weekend because he was away out of town. Or maybe he died. I don't know. I don't know. Is it too much? Like I'm the last, which really is going to be hilarious when you hear the story, but I've got, I'm the last message, you know? Yeah. Okay. Do you reckon I go for it? Definitely. He lives in the hut. So, you know. So if it doesn't work out, it's fine. True, true. Yeah. I think send another message and then if there's no spark reignited, just call it a day. And then you've done everything that you can. It doesn't have to be like, why aren't you? Baby, baby, where'd you gone? (laughs) Yeah, it could be something chill. But I was like, classic me, like the cancer in me was like, oh my God, he's so nice. Like, maybe this is the one. I know that you welcome to online dating as soon as there's someone one person who is like has some sort of conversation you're like baby this is it it. we're in love we're getting married and he's yeah so maybe I will send another message I'll wait like another day maybe he maybe he fell in love with someone else also a possibility like how many Steph's was he talking to um may we go back because what did okay. <laughs> what did you open with oh oh I opened with okay so um a friend of mine is also like trying to get back into the dating online dating and she sent me messages last week and was like it's all about what you've got written in your bio and it was called like fuck I remember there's a term for it, like something bait, like not convo bait, but like essentially the term is like you put stuff in your bio that you want people to ask you about or so I was like, okay, go with the bio. Even I didn't have a bio, which is why I put, cause on Bumble you could do con- like, like conversation starter, like prompts. And so one of them says swipe right if, and that's when I put you're playing Wordle, which is what, how that all came to be with this guy playing Wordle. Um, uh, so I, my opening line was, so he had in his bio that he's looking for someone to go on, like go to bougie restaurants with and some other things. So my opening line was, tell me more about these bougie restaurants. Where's like your spot? And he could have been honest and been like, I live in the hut, but, um, he said, oh, I'm going to, okay, let me get the name of it. It's the it's J- Japanese on Cuba Street, top of Cuba. It's new, like, Kazu, Kazugarama, maybe? Never been. Um, apparently, it's really good. And also, an all-you-can-eat like meat. Yeah. But, and he said, if you eat meat, then that's pretty good. And I was like, and well, I don't. flooded yourself instantly. Yeah, you were like, like well, he's so considerate. I know. What the f- fuck um so i believe that he's in a food coma from going to an all-you-can-eat meat buffet (laughs) yeah like too much he will yeah okay Um, well that was my opening line huge but this is the story that i've been meaning to tell you and i really understand if you don't want me to come out of this room after you hear this i think it's probably the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to me and it's also embarrassing because it took me a while to realize what I'd done. So I was all, I was too, I was cocky. I was too cocky. I was like talking to him being like, this is so great. I can't believe I haven't been doing this. So I like looked on some other matches and I think I already told you that I had matched with someone that I'd matched with previously, like back in 2020 and he had messaged me. Did you, did I tell no. you this? Okay. No. So I thought I had rematched with someone who had messaged me in 2020 and 
I was like, wow, this is so cool. Like, what a great story. So I replied to the message being like, oh my God, <laughs> so sorry. I didn't reply to your message. Turns out it's two years later, the world's still fucked. Like, lol. 24 hours later, I'm with my friends, Ruby and Soph, and they're like, show us who you've been swiping on. And I show them and they're like, why? I was like, it's such a great story. He messaged me two years ago. We've rematched. I, they were like, why is it all yellow bubbles? That's your message. You sent him a message in 2020 and he never replied. And then you've replied to yourself saying, sorry, I never replied to your message. <laughs> Oh my god. It's honestly so embarrassing. I I was like, what do I do? What do I do? So I I unmatched. But he was really cute as well and like definitely goes to gigs. Like I'm sure I'll run into him. They were like, you should just reply again and be like, Oh no worries. Yeah, full on. You should have started having a full on conversation with yourself. Oh god, but it's so embarrassing. Okay, I'm a little bit less embarrassed about it now, but shit. Wow. Yeah. So that's the updates there, Jess. Um, <laughs> I truly did not think that that's where the story was going. That's so yeah. funny. Yeah. So I had kind of just hey, haven't been swiping can, since. So you can only go up from that. messaging yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> good on you for putting yourself out there to yourself as well like you've got to love yourself first if well, you can't love yourself right am I right absolutely well yes so that's that update um, full on that's great shall we get into our first sips it's the first sip this is the part of our podcast where we are give you a little taste of what we have been listening to watching getting involved in this week and have i got something gorgeous for you i know i don't shut up about her but one of my favorite pop artists of 2021 has just released a new song called head on fire with one of my favorite pop artists sigrid now griff is um an english uh, singer songwriter producer pop god s making pop music that is just like filling my soul hits exactly where it needs to and sigrid is norwegian like she won the sound bbc sound of 2018 and so these two teaming up together i truly think that they have made something that are like progress to change the sound of like what the top 40 or whatever sounds like eventually whoa like it's music that's ahead of its time and it feels so good love it were they already friends or was that just you um i think that, that they probably like know each other right i thought they and were like besties that had recorded together no no i don't i think they are besties now nice but also it makes sense that they would be besties because they're both just like unassuming cool girls yeah who just like Find know other. how to make a sick beat and yeah and found each other and now yeah. just like make pop music because they love pop music Ugh, i just my head's on fire go check it out head on fire stream it now amazing uh my first sip is actually um i guess i kind of stole this recommendation from someone who recommended it to me uh and it's an episode of this american life podcast and the title of the episode is a couple walks into a house and without trying to give too much away Essentially, it's the story of a black couple who are trying to buy a new home um, to like fit all their family, their grandkids, and the real estate agent in their small town in America says, like, I've got this house, come see it. And when they get there, as they're looking around, they notice some things that are very troubling um, and problematic and shocking and the story essentially goes from there to reveal the story of the person who lives in the house um and i guess it's essentially about 
racism and police brutality and it's just told in an amazing way um and i would really recommend it because we all need to keep up with stories like that um yeah and just remind ourselves that there are lots of people struggling out there who have to deal with things like that um regularly and so i would really recommend it um and i also to lighten it up wanted to recommend if you're watching and just like that well done um but tim bat and guy montgomery are recapping it on their podcast the worst idea of all time and it's quite amazing to like listen to two kiwi men talk about it like and what they pick up is is different from the things we pick up and they've just made some really good points about they're saying everything we're not saying essentially like what does che even see in miranda why does no one like actually trying to help carry grief like it's just like being glossed over and chris parker also featured on one of their latest episodes and it was great to hear what he thinks of course as well so would highly recommend that okay awesome i i just need to talk about che and miranda for one second yeah i i want to know what like miranda's up to like, what is Miranda doing? I was just having a conversation with a friend about Miranda, and we were saying that, first of all, there's no way that Miranda wouldn't be some amazing judge or human rights lawyer or something. There's no way she would not have progressed further in her career than what they are saying she did. But do you think that's happened? She like she didn't progress further in her career because she wasn't comfortable with her own life, and she was just like she needed to shake the feeling of um, this predictable lifestyle that she was destined to to I, live. I guess so. I guess that's what they're saying. Yeah, but yeah. also it, it, it's not working for me personally. Like, don't want to don't want to sound like I'm into that. Yeah, <laughs> I also think like. Steve and Miranda have had so many ups and downs that I don't think having a conversation about their marriage being over would have been so that out of the oh. realm of possibility. Like, why? Yeah. If she's been this unhappy, I don't know. The whole thing is fucking strange. But And can we also talk about the sexual tension between Steve and Carrie? What the yeah. fuck was that? I don't know. So if you're watching and just like that, there was this whole scene where, like, Steve and Carrie are like painting a room together and Steve is just like did you know because Che is Carrie's boss did you know that Che and um Miranda are getting together and Carrie's just like I didn't know and I like would have told you and then she like spills white paint on her pumps and it's just like so sexual everything is just there's so much tension I was like this is not the scene they surely didn't write the scene to be like, is Steve and Carrie going to hook up? It was just bizarre. I think a lot of people did take that away. Yeah, but like, why are they writing that scene like that? I don't know. It made no sense. And also like Steve, like don't go to Carrie to talk about Miranda. Yeah, wrong. Like, go wrong to crowd. Miranda. But it's also like, did did three months pass? Like, everyone's just suddenly fine and together. Like, I know Steve's obviously dealing with it well, kind of. But, yeah, just weird. Yeah. It's all so bizarre, but I can't wait to see what happens in the last episode. I know, and I also do need a season two. Yeah. Some of... So that they learn. Yeah. But do they have to learn? Because we're all watching it. Yes, it needs to be better. True. I just think, like, Guy and Tim made the point of, like, these women have lived in New York for majority of their lives. The fact that race, gender, like, the fact that that is not something that they are comfortable sitting in the, like, not the binary of those things is just so bizarre. 
Yeah, especially in the industries that they've worked in, where they would have come across exactly. all sorts of people. And Chris, You're right. Chris also said, like, he was talking about the representation of gay men, where, like, you would think that, like, the Charlotte and Carrie, ha- uh, like, were around gay men all the time in their jobs, and their friend, like, Anthony Stanford. But the way that they have, like, obviously they had to write Stanford out, but Anthony's character has no substance, and the the dad pushing the pram again is just like this screaming raging gay guy like there's no humanization of those people like what is anthony dealing with his husband is gone like that must be awful he has to start again he's trying to run a business but it's just like oh the cater waiter just like i just hooked up with the cater waiter and the you know in the bathroom and i need a facelift yeah it's just yeah i don't it's know like... i don't know <laughs> Yeah. It sucks. Anyway. That's what whatever. I mean. We're all watching it, but there is going to get to a point where we're like, okay, like, no more. We're done. Yeah. Or, yeah, I don't know. Unless it gets better. Um, I don't think it will. Speaking of television, I have a life of the party this week. Sure. I have been on Neon watching... Yellow Jackets. So Yellow Jackets is a new show um, uh, based on a the premise that a girls' soccer team in the 90s gets into a plane crash and they go missing for 18 months. Okay. And so you're seeing all these flashbacks of, like, them being at school, them being in the plane crash, them living in the wilderness and trying to figure stuff out. And you also see in the future where they are like adults living these lives um, of survivors. Right. It's a thriller, horror, drama. Uh, stars. Comedy? <laughs> Any um, comedy in there? <laughs> I would say. So it stars Melanie Linsky, who, whose character is actually amazing. And she is amazing. And she, she deserves everything. And, so the person who plays the younger her in the um, scenes in the wilderness and the soccer player, they are just so similar Whoa. to the point where I was like, are they related somehow? Because they, they do each other so well. It's so, so good. Wow. It also stars um, Christina Ricci. Yes. I would say she's the comedy part of it. Okay. For me, her character is hard to connect with. But I think it's building up for a reason behind that. I'm only four episodes in. Um, each episode goes for over an hour. Wow. But it is very gripping, and I really want to find out what happens right through to the end. I've I've seen nothing but good things until one of my friends told me they stopped watching it. But... We're no longer friends. Yeah, exactly. He's a, yeah. He's a colleague. Um, <laughs> oh, slam <laughs> okay so on neon yellow jackets yeah check it out love it highly recommend it um well my life of the party this week is something that you cannot avoid right now which is the conversation around neil young and subsequently other people removing their music from spotify um in, I guess, protest against Joe Rogan saying that he has been spreading misinformation on his podcast, The Joe Rogan Experience, which has an estimated 11 million listeners per episode, which is crazy. Um, So Neil Young was the first to come out and say that he wanted his music removed off the platform. And this was quickly followed by Joni Mitchell. Um, And then today, Graham Nash and India Ari have come out and said they also want their um, music removed off Spotify. The reason I put it as my life at the party is because I think, like, it's nice to see someone taking a stand against Joe Rogan and the misogynist, like, bullshit that he represents. But I I think it's an interesting conversation because on one hand, I'm looking at it as 
these people are artists who are very successful and have been working for years and obviously probably generate a decent income off Spotify. So they have the luxury of being able to pull their music off that platform and perhaps like it doesn't affect them as much. But then looking at it from the other vantage point of people, say artists in New Zealand, smaller artists who who don't have that luxury, who need to keep their music on there. I just think it's like a really interesting conversation in the privilege around things like that because yes, we probably all, like I imagine a lot of people don't want to be put on the same platform as Joe Rogan, especially when he's being paid, was that $100 million or something for that show? Yeah, outrageous. But then when you look at it as like, these artists are already struggling anyway. Like, do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, it has. <laughs> I think it's for, it's not really about them taking their music off Spotify. It's about the conversation that they have started around um, in protest, mm. you know? It is interesting. Um, someone like Neil Young has like, who is now seen as this like hero for mm. um, being in, for protesting Joe Rogan's like trash that he's talking about all sorts of things. This is specific to COVID, mm. but Joe Rogan has also said like really terrible things about trans people, and he is just like too the much. Worst. But Neil Young is also someone who's like known for being homophobic and saying like homophobic comments so it's interesting now that like everyone's like yes neil young yes queen you're amazing it's like well actually he's shit too most men are (laughs) (laughs) no um yeah i just think it's kind of over the weekend i was thinking about it and like, obviously, like, even Brene Brown has said, like, she's not going to push her podcast through to Spotify for the next wee while while she figures out what she wants to do. But I feel like Spotify has all of a sudden, it's like we woke up one day and Spotify was the king of of, of streaming music yeah. and podcasts and things like that. And I just think the talent that they're investing in and putting out there as their own talent a.k.a. Joe Rogan, Call Her Daddy. And I know there's lots of other Spotify originals, but I'm just like, what message does this send? Like, Spotify at the end of the day is just like another capitalist regime that we're all feeding into. And should we be getting off the ride? I mean, yeah, we should. But as you said before, we can't. It's a trap. We don't have the privilege to get off the ride. And even as listeners, Mm. you don't have the privilege to get off the ride because that's where, if you're someone who loves music and loves content Mm. and loves pop culture even, um, where else do you go? Yeah. There's nothing like it. There's no alternative. I wonder if the world of like tech and streaming will soon become like fashion or food where we're like wanting like transparency and traceability and to see like who's funding these things and yeah I mean like say in um uh when Tidal came along and it was fully like artist driven made sure that artists get like a fair cut of royalties from each stream and they were there to like turn streaming on its head so that it put artists in power. Do you know one person that has title? Beyonce. <laughs> yeah. And she's an investor though. Yeah. She but true. do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know what it would take for Spotify to actually feel threatened. To maybe. Losing their crown. Maybe someone more. But that's the thing. There's just so, like, it's just so oversaturated. There are so many artists. Like, it, it, there couldn't just be one. Like, maybe if Joe, if it was re- role reversal and Joe Rogan was like, I'm off Spotify, I'm going to Apple, 11 million people would move. But yeah. 
it's not like there's anyone like Kanye, Rihanna, like there's still not, I just don't even think that would be enough if they were like, I'm leaving. Wow. It would have to be a whole collective. It would have to be the whole industry. Yeah. That needs to change. Which is a fish we do not have time to fry. No way. But I think it's interesting. I think it's nice to see people standing up for... Standing up against, like, a big conglomerate like them and... We're having the conversation, so that's the first step, right? Do you think that it will change anything? Joe Rogan has come out and apologized. No, I don't think it will change anything. And that's it. Like, I think it'll just, like, you won't be able to listen to Joni Mitchell anymore. Which sucks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe it'll mean that people will get, like, will have Apple Music and Spotify or... Yeah, I, don't I mean, it's hard. It's, it is hard because it's like, I would love to have Apple Music and Spotify, but like, there's no point. No. And, and then st- things start getting like, like having Neon and Netflix and Disney Plus and Paramount and w- Amazon. World of Wonder. And YouTube <laughs> and World of Wonder. Like, that's also outrageous. I know. You know? It is outrageous. And I feel like having a, having a, Spotify account is way more personal than having a Netflix account. Totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. but you can't just share it. No. Literally oh, sharing can. my Spotify yeah. account. <laughs> Interesting. Well, yeah. I know that was kind of a peak too soon as well, but do you have one for me? I do have a peak too soon. So today um, we're recording this. Actually... It's the second of the second 22, which I feel like is a really oh, special day. Yes. Magic is in the air. Um, but on this day, uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, was can I don't. I'm huge on my news feed. Yeah. So Whoopi Goldberg uh, on The View was talking about a book called mouse m-a-u-s um that was banned from a school library in america for nudity and um, obscenities and the ladies at the table were surprised that it was banned for nudity like that the nudity made people uncomfortable and not the mass murder because the book's context is the holocaust mm-hmm. um and it's basically like puts uh, mouse as uh, Jewish people and cats as Nazis. God. And it's like a comic book. Right. Um, I guess to try and teach kids about like what happened. Yeah. You know? In a more palatable way than yeah. the truth. And Whoopi went on to say that the Holocaust is not about race, but man's inhumanity to man. And the other members of the table disagreed with this because the Holocaust was literally about uh, Nazis killing Jewish people because they thought that they were inferior as a race. Yep. Um, And because of this, Whoopi has had to release an apology um, saying that it actually is because the Holocaust did happen because of race. Um, and now she's been stood down for, from The View for two weeks. Has she? I didn't know that. This yeah. is Also, it was Holocaust Remembrance Day, like, this time last week. Interesting. Mm. Well, Whoopee! Um, Girl, you're smarter than that! Well, I have a peak too soon, which you really had to be kind of on... You had to really read into this to pick up the nuances and the clues as to who this may have been about. I'm not sure if you saw the essay posted this week called The Movie Star and Me. And it was written by Dominica Ferro. Essentially, she wrote an essay about working with a unnamed actor when she was 23 in a production on a stage production where this unnamed movie star... groomed 
I'm, I'm not even sure if grooming is the right word. Essentially was like all over her, like love bombing, like so into her. She was an intern on the set of this um, stage production. And to the point where things got physical and she was uncomfortable. And the title picture of the essay is Sadie Sink in the All Too Well short film. So there, it's speculated that this article has been written about Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, Also because there's, um, well, the image was that. There's a picture of them... Uh, on a train together on his Instagram from 2016. She talks about a famous sister in the article and having niece, that he has nieces. Um, and also, there's one, oh, just around that kind of time that she's talking, he was in Sunday in the Park with George um, on Broadway, I assume. Uh, we'll link it in the show notes. It's It's... It's it's not the nicest thing to read. It's pretty awful. But um, I just feel like, yes, of course, it's not 100% that it is him. But I feel like reading this and then hearing all too well and watching the film, which I know is a dramatized version of, of what might have happened, there are a lot of similarities in the behavior. More, more so um, the affection he's so he's obsessed with her essentially um and yeah it's it's a it's very well written it's um scary and yeah so that is my peak too soon perhaps this is like a behavior a pattern of behavior but it's not really anywhere. Like I saw it on my Instagram feed and then our friend Eilish sent it to me. And then when I Googled it, one article came up. So I'm not sure if it's like trying to be hushed. Wow. Interesting. But well done to Dominica for coming forward and writing an amazing piece. And it's awful that that happened. And fuck Jake Gyllenhaal if it was him. He, oh like, made her feel so special, but was way too intense about it. But they ended up convincing her that she was obsessed with him. And then he fully took advantage of her. And then not in, well, yeah. And then just, like, ghosted her. It's, like, true. Do, did you come to the um to the point that it was about potentially about Jake Gyllenhaal is this like rumors on the street uh, both but as soon the title of the article is the movie star and me and there's that picture from all too well it's like it's got to be him like she put the picture on the article but and then as you're reading you're like okay sister famous sister it's pretty but yeah but it, both I didn't I didn't write the theory Wow. Crazy. Okay, I'll have to, I'll read it. Yeah, it's and good. You it's long. Too, but listener. Yes. I think as well, like, the more you read things like that, I, it's, while it's awful to read, it's also, like, kind of important as you go through life to just be like, okay, if this, if I saw this behavior in someone, like, being so intense with me, like, recognizing other behaviors that might be threatening that might not actually seem threatening yes especially now that you are dating i know dating (laughs) that's a stretch (laughs) online yeah yeah everyone's got to be careful and you know like boundaries people yes and also like if you're in a place which we all are in at some point in our lives where we are just like really wanting that like connection with someone Mm. you do like let red flags pass and you do let your walls down and you do think you know like oh that was kind of weird but it's fine yeah listen to your inner voice yeah dominica 
Yeah, listen to your inner Dominica. Exactly. Now, before we get into, get into the mantra, I thought I would just, like, take a quick moment to uh, tell you or to, like, point you guys towards some things that could help the artist and creative community at the moment. Sorry, that took a while to get out. Because we're in red here in New Zealand, um, which means there are limits to what people can do in terms of theatre, music, art, etc. The arts industry is really suffering at the moment. And I think that it's just really important to keep that in the front of our mind, especially as we if we do end up having to stay inside, it's like, let's try and make the most of what we can do to help, which is obviously going to anything that is being put in, put on around you. If you can, like if you're, if you're well enough, if it's not, if you're not immunocompromised um, and you can afford it and all that thing, things that come into actually going out. But um, also, you know, there's a change.org petition at the moment that you can go on go on listening to things on Bandcamp, buying things off Bandcamp. A lot of the, most of the money goes directly to the artists. Buying merch, if you've got tickets to shows that might get cancelled or postponed, don't ask for a refund, just like wait until it can be put on. All those kind of things. I just think like, I think as well, especially like as I'm like looking to who we could potentially talk to on this podcast and things like that. I'm just reminded of, how firstly how important but also how large our arts community is and I know it's probably very tough right now when everything's being cancelled that they were really looking forward to and depend on to live their lives um yeah so get out there and support does that yeah. kind of make sense it was a real roundabout yes, way it of... made really perfect sense and okay. I mean the arts community has done a lot um, for us here, they've given a lot of their like time to us here at Kick Ons and totally. to you listeners throughout the last year. Um, so, yeah, if we can give back, yeah, even just going on their Instagram page and doing a little comment or sharing a post, totally. If you can't, if you can't leave the house, like that's lit too. Absolutely, and like I'm sure as um, like time goes on and people have their time to wrap their heads around what actually is allowed to happen at the moment things will start popping up like I'm sure there'll be online things all that kind of stuff that um that we will share and um on kick on's pod on instagram and yeah I just think let's do what we can because first of all it's selfish because art brings joy you know but also because they've been so good to us all of us our musicians and our actors and our painters and all that kind of stuff so let's just go forward and be kind we'll make red a little bit easier for everyone totally absolutely yeah and go and get boosted if you can right yeah do it it's been knocked down to three months as of today well technically tomorrow. friday which but yeah friday the fourth you can go get boosted after three months from having your second shot exactly now for the first time ever well not really we have done it once but let's say the mantra not in the same room okay 2001, 2001 to 2008, 2008. There, there ain't a song that, that we hate. hate not bad i i i yes ended you there i wonder if it looks like yours is like lagging or if mine looks like it's like anyway doesn't matter i have i got a song for you i'm not noticing a lag at all no oh i'm noticing a hardcore lag oh rude that's so interesting um okay so my song is nostalgia come back as we all know travis barker has really bought um our emo uh rock hearts into 2021 well you mean kardashian has yeah the kardashians <laughs> prevail again so 
I was like on a BuzzFeed that was like, what do your hottest stars of 2020, 2004 look like now? It was like Pete Wentz and oh. um, people from AFI. And Did they all look good? Like, did everyone just look great? No. Oh, who looked bad? Okay, he didn't look bad, okay. but do you know who's just aged a lot? The lead singer of All American Rejects, who was also an actor for a while. I fucking love that band. Wait, I'm, I know. I'm and Google. he was hot when he was a kid. He was. I mean, not a kid. <laughs> <laughs> he was hot when he was young, but he's hot now. But I was just like, whoa, you've aged so much more than everyone else. Whoa. Like, it hasn't been that long. Do you think it's because. Um... Oh my god, I forgot how hot he is. Like he's really yeah. hot. I can't yeah. find it. I think he was now. in like House Bunny or something. Classic. Okay, I can't I, I don't see any oh, is that his name? Tyson Ritter. Yeah. Okay, all these photos are good, so let's give up on that. So but... whatever, he looks great. Yeah. Um <laughs> anyway. I was like, men, whatever. Do you know who was amazing? Hayley Williams. And that's why I'm adding Misery Business by Paramore Whoa. to the playlist. Oh my god. Amazing. I Thank really you. thought you were going to go for a Blink-182 song, so. Nah. Love it. Love it. Keeps yeah. us guessing right till the very end. Well, my song that I'm adding recently, and we might have talked about it already, but we're going through a sing star phase that we've been meaning to go through for the last five years. So we're doing it right before Jason leaves. Um, but that wasn't our fault. It was because we had bad mics and we had another go this weekend with friends and this song came on and it was just like pure happiness. There's a feature on there. Um, God, they were good. I'm adding Beep by the Pussycat Dolls to the playlist. Oh, yes. Beep Will I Am. Right? Okay. Yeah. yeah, definitely. That song is so sexy, right? Oh, my God. Like, watching the music video, I was like, this is crazy. And I truly think that Will I Am could not release a song like that now. You know what? Uh, just like a couple of weeks ago, um, I think it was Where Is The Love came on as I was like walking in the downstairs of work and I just turned around. I felt like a grandma. I was like, because everyone else is under 25, like well under 25 in the room. I was like, God, when this song came out, it changed everything. And, <laughs> and then I was kind of like, shit, like Will I Am... I think he could. I think with the right co-artist on a track, that could happen again. But it would be like a TikTok version of, you know, like it would look different in the way it was popular. Yeah. Wow. I'm wow, keen. That's profound. I'm really keen. I see like Will I Am doing one of those like nostalgia tours. <gasps> Oh, yes. I was going to say, like, something kind of like DJ Earwormy. Is that what their name was? Yeah. I also think, like, maybe they could reboot. Like, if Kim Petras came out with My Humps, like, it would be iconic, you know? Yeah. Like, well, she, I mean, she basically did. Yeah. With coconuts. True. But, like, revitalizing those original like those songs but with new people like Addison Ray could do a sick beep you know yeah but I do think that that song was so of the time though you know like especially when it's like boom 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 <laughs> yeah but like Will I am being like you got real big brains yeah. but I'm looking at yeah. you Yes, that's why it was so funny doing it on SingStar. It was, like, so inappropriate. It definitely would need to change some words. Like, songs about people's yeah. bodies shouldn't exist now. I'm not sure if they do, but they shouldn't. Wow, yeah, yeah, they shouldn't. Especially when Will I Am's like, <laughs> I got girl, blue. ain't no shame and look me looking at you. <laughs> It was so good. Um, ha, 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 
<laughs> that will also always be one of the most iconic ways to laugh as well. Yeah. Ha, 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 ha. So good. Um, yeah. Wrapping up, I just wanted to point people towards Paris and Love. If you want a Paris Hilton fix, you're going to have to find it illegally, but it's essentially like a maybe 12 part doco series that is on Peacock, which the day Peacock launches in New Zealand, the game will be over. Um, About her planning her wedding. And it's very interesting. Um, I think if you liked her documentary, this is a really nice follow-up to know more about her day-to-day life and how she's dealing with um, the trauma now that she's been, I guess, open about it publicly and how yeah. her family's dealing with it. And then just also watching her plan a wedding is amazing. Um, I'm really loving it. And also congrats to Queen Rihanna for being pregnant. So amazing. So good. And all I have to say is if you're not on Dumois, if you're not following, we've, we've been knowing Rihanna was pregnant for weeks, not knowing, but speculating. And like, I know it's kind of a bad thing to tell people to like, get into like a blind item gossip Instagram account, but it's fucking great. When 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 it's nice. 10 out of 10 times. It's still true. Pretty much. But God, she looks, she's so beautiful. I just really happy for her. Yeah, that baby is going to be the coolest baby ever invented. Northwest is shaking. Fully. <laughs> I mean, we're not putting kids against kids. Oh, no, like, never. <laughs> watch out, North. <laughs> baby Riri is coming for your crown. Oh, I wonder what they'll call them. Oh, something cool as. <gasps> something really cute. Wow can't wait we'll find out in a few months but that was us first ever bi-coastal episode yes practice run practice run let us know if there's something you'd like twunk tweaked (laughs) oh i was like am i twunk (laughs) and please follow us at kick ons pod and we'll see you real soon i guess have the most amazing week congratulations you've made it to the end of another episode of kick-ons and we are feeling fantastic and we're gonna go watch drag race (gasps) uk versus the world yes in the same room on the same sea (laughs) in the same boat bye